Hi friends, I am Erin from Erin Whalen Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington State to 120 acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we're building our homestead from the ground up. Thanks for being here. Well, hello. Here we are. It is another week. I am definitely a little late on this episode. Um, We are releasing this on Wednesday, and it is Wednesday morning, and I am filming it. So talk about, uh, I'm sure my sister who compiles this for me just loves that I'm literally giving it to her at the last moment. But Travis was off the last couple days. Also, we took um, Memorial Day off, and I just want to give a thanks to all those who have served and those that sacrificed. It is not, um, it doesn't go, like, we are extremely grateful. Travis and I, our family, um, it's very important to us to celebrate these holidays. We actually, for Travis's birthday, he wanted a 21-foot flagpole. Well, he just wanted a huge flagpole. He said, it, we can't have a homestead without a huge flag. And so I bought that for him for his birthday. So we put that in the ground. We planted a yellow rose bush in front of it. And right as you turn on the road, like there's a little corner before our property, and you turn on the road, and you can see the first thing you see is like the house with this big old flag in front of it. So we, are, we love that. It turned out great. So that was a new addition to our property this week. Um, In news of the foundation, you guys, I'm telling you, I just, I almost want to like give up, but I can't because it's my house. Um, So my realtor was so sweet. She referred us to um, a company that does foundation work while I scheduled an estimate for them. They were supposed to come out on Tuesday. Super excited. Come to find out the guy called me and he's like, so what exactly do you need done? And I told him and he said, oh, we don't do that. And I was like, so you're a foundation company that doesn't do foundation repair? And he was like, well, we don't do the kind of repair that you need, which is our house obviously needs to be jacked up a little bit. And we need to have like, a, I guess what they would call a total rebuild on the side. So he said we needed to look through the Better Business Bureau and try to find a masonry or a general contractor to work on our house. So, I mean, not ideal as far as... <laughs> Again, I'd hope to have some sort of something concrete at this point in time, but that is how it goes, and we're just going along with it. We have the chicken coop almost done. The chickens are actually going to spend their first night in there tonight. I have painted the whole entire inside of it white. The rafters, the beams, the the two-by-fours, the floor, like all of it is white. Um, I did that for a few different reasons, which I'm going to actually get into a chicken episode later on after we complete all this series and what we're doing um, on the move over here and then kind of what we're doing weekly at our house here and hopefully have some amazing guests on as well. But um, yeah, so I have paint all over me. I'm in my paint clothes right now again because as soon as I'm done with this, I'm going to go back out and put one more coat on a few areas and then we will uh, finish the doors up and put those chickens in there. They are constantly getting out of their little enclosure that we have them in outside right now. They sleep inside my house. Again, it just reeks. And also we are getting our guineas. So the guineas are supposed to be either born or shipped today. I forget which one it is. I should be getting an email, but we're getting 25 guineas because guineas are great with, um, snakes as far as like they, uh, get rid of snakes. They love to eat ticks, fleas, bugs. They are kind of a guard dog, kind of, I guess you would call it, of a property, and they just are really, really good bug control. Like if you look up how to get rid of ticks, usually guineas are on there as a way to maintenance your property. So we're getting 25 of those. I don't, ex- guineas are kind of dumb. And by kind of, I mean, they, they're not very intelligent. <laughs> so I'm getting 25 and hopefully some of them will stay 
through next year and then we can hopefully have them just set and make their own little guineas and I won't have to order anymore. So we'll see how that goes. Everything at this point in time is an experiment. Um, but yeah, so that is what's going on lately here. And now we're going to get back into moving across the country, the second in our series. And so I'm going to talk today kind of about how I found a realtor and kind of the timeline of things. Once we just started, it was once we decided it was go time. Oh, before I forget, though, I do want to mention that I was a guest on the podcast Living Large in a Small House by Lynn. Lynn, I met through a blogger group a few years ago. She is so kind and she interviewed me for her podcast and we talked all things moving across the country, gardening. It was a really, really fun time. And so if you want to check that out, it was released on Monday. Again, um, the podcast is called Living Large in a Small House and it's um, by Lynn. So, so fun. Check that out. And now here we really get into moving. So once me and Travis, we had kind of said when we originally talked about it two years prior, we were like a year and a half, two years out. And we did have a little bit of a frustration because as I have, so with blogging and what I do, I am so busy through um, Q4, which is the last few months of the year. Because at that point in time, the ad budgets are like set for most of the companies I'm working with. They run heavy ad budgets because it's the holidays. It's a great shopping time for consumers. And so I'm working with a lot of them to get their products out. I'm crafting. I'm videoing. I'm doing all the things. So um, it just, I would told Travis, I was like, let's not even worry about moving. And it's so Travis, because he works in retail too, again, crazy that time of year. So I'm like, we cannot even think about moving at this point in time. So we're going to shelf all this. I'm going to continue to look at Zillow because I was addicted and it's what I do. Um, and then come January 1st, we're going to revisit it and really, really get serious about when we're listing, uh, looking at houses and finding a realtor. So after December and everything passed, we took like a uh, like a week of recovery and then we're like, okay, let's get this figured out. So originally I wanted to list at the beginning of the year and Travis was more like, oh, let's do uh, June, July. But I had always heard that it's best, like February is the busiest month for real estate. I don't know. I think that's still pretty accurate. Um, I think he was just kind of dragging his feet a little bit, which there's a cool story to this as well. So, um, so I was, we were just kind of on the fence, like almost, I guess a little bit fighting. There's a little bit of bickering going on. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm a little bit of bickering back and forth. I'm like, we need to list now. And he's like, we need to wait to list. I want the yard nice. There's some things I want done. And I was like, I had been working as much as I could between um, projects to clean the house. I was prepping. I was painting baseboards, touching up walls. I knew that when we listed our house, it would sell very quickly and that it needed to be ready to list um, at a moment's notice in case we found another house that we wanted to try to make an offer on. So I was I was constantly cleaning and just really degunking and nitty gritty of the house. Um, and so early January, well, I guess mid-January, Travis got, he came home from work and he told me, he said, oh my gosh, I have just, he's like, I was on this list to be part of a, you go in when there is, what is it called? Gosh, dang it. Um, what, when people pick it, they don't pick it. What is it called? Hold on. A union strike. Okay, so there was a Kroger union strike in Denver, Colorado. And originally he had signed up, or his previous boss, who had then transferred, had signed him up to be a possible fill-in for a union issue over in Texas. And that was two years ago. Well, apparently... Somehow when you're on this list, it transfers you to the next one wherever that's at because you're on the list. And so the next one popped up in Denver, Colorado. So Travis literally got a call in the morning that he was supposed to go. 
to Denver, Colorado. His flight had already been booked and he was supposed to leave that night. And he didn't even read the email or like listen to the call until the afternoon. And so he called back and he's like, what the heck are you even talking about? Why am I going across? Like he didn't even remember being signed up as because his previous boss had done it. He didn't even remember being signed up as like an extra for this strike. And so, I mean, he came home and he was so frustrated because he he had to be they rebooked him for the next morning he had to leave so he came home from work and was like I was supposed to leave today for Denver and now um now I have to leave tomorrow morning and so he has I mean Travis throughout his work has done quite a few trips business trips with the company but they're always something that we know quite a ways in advance at least by a few weeks nothing like the day of or the day before. And so I was irritated because he was leaving. It was January. We'd had plans to do some other things. He was irritated because he just felt like it was he was totally blindsided by it and wasn't kept in the loop enough. Um, and so the next day he flew out. And at this point, we, we had kind of been fighting about when to sell the house and what to happen. And he was still like a little bit on the fence. God just works in the weirdest ways, never in the timing that you think and never like soon enough for you. It's always like, later than you would appreciate him showing showing up. And that's exactly what happened. So Travis goes to Denver, Colorado, which at that point in time was like a hotbed for COVID. This whole time, Travis had not gotten it. Like we were, so it was, that was this January. So January of 2022, um, we had been fine. He'd been around people, that nothing, we nothing. And, um, but he was stressed. He was, flew over there. Um, They had them working all different hours, all different shifts. There was like a commuter car that several people were going back and forth in. um, And he was exhausted and he was mad and sad and frustrated because this was not something that we had thought. And they told him he could be there for up to 30 days. So imagine getting a call saying you have to do a work thing. You don't have an an option. You have to leave the next morning within like 12 hours and you're going to be gone for 30 days. Like, to say we were angry was like an understatement. Um, and so he was over there and guess what happens is about a little bit less than a weekend, he gets COVID. He's so sick. And I have, I am very much a vitamin person. Um, I love my now vitamins. If you follow my Instagram, I talk about them all the time that the company now and, um, and so, but And I sent those with him and everything, but the stress and everything else, like it was the perfect storm of if he was going to get sick, it was going to be now. And so he did. He got sick with COVID in a hotel room miles and miles away from me. And I had no way to access him or to help him. And I am a fixer. If I cannot fix something, I am so frustrated. I want to be there. And everyone later was like, oh, aren't you glad that he had it when he wasn't around you? And I was like, absolutely not. I wanted to be there. I wanted to help him. I felt so completely helpless being far away. He was stuck in a hotel room. They had people bringing him food and dropping it off the door and then going around the corner and calling him to go out and grab his food. He was so sick. He could not keep food down. Travis is a sensitive stomach anyhow. And so it was just, it was horrible. It was an awful ordeal. And, um, but through this whole thing, as he's over there, he called me and he said, Um, Because we kind of had an argument before he left just about moving. And he said, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm ready. He was like, I just, I fight it and I fight it because I'm scared. He's like, but God had to bring me all this way over, away from my family, away from everyone else to show me like, this is not the life I'm supposed to be at. This is not what's supposed to happen. Um, I need, we need to go. And he's like, it took God really shaking me up and taking me over here and kind of scaring me to realize, okay, you know, this, we need to leave. So 
again, God does not <laughs> come in the ways that we want. But at the same time, I think we fight God a lot too. And so, um, and so it took that for him to get hold of Travis. But Travis came home and he was just like, I don't want to do this job anymore. We've already, we already had been talking about this. Um, he still is with Kroger here. Uh, it's not a long-term goal, but it was a goal to, or it was needed to get us over here. But we do have like an, an out plan. Uh, but anyhow, so we contacted, he was like, he came home. Thankfully, uh, after COVID was over, they asked him if he wanted to stay longer. And he said, no, I want to go home. And so he was gone, I think, for just about two weeks. Um, and then he came home and he was like, OK, let's go. And so I started looking at houses. I mean, I had been looking at houses, obviously, on Zillow. And I was like, I'm just going to reach out to, there was a house I really liked. And I reached out to the person, you know, if you scroll down, there's all of, always the Zillow recommends realtors. And I didn't know any other way really to access a realtor over there. And so I was like, well, I'll just try this. And so I sent a generic, or it sent, Zillow sent a generic message to this realtor who was very quick and got back to me, um, talked to me about what we were going to do and everything. And then basically ghosted me he was like I'll call you back I'm going to put you on these email lists I'm going to do all this kind of stuff and then never ever did which was just really weird to me but you do get to rate the Zillow people and so I just kind of rated Zillow that he didn't get back to me and he kind of ghosted me and then my sister works in a realty office in Spokane and she had a person that she or she there was an office in Nashville um, of the same realty that she worked for and so she hooked me up with one of the ladies over there and I told the lady I was very specific I said I want an older home around 100 years old and I want a fireplace and I would like it at least 10 acres, you know, up to 25. And she was like, great, I'll put you on this list. It's going to send you all these houses and then we'll just touch base. And I was like, great. So she puts me on this list, but she sends me half a million dollar houses on like two acres that are brand new. Like nothing she sent me was older. And we were very, I mean, she knew when we got off the call that that was a very important thing for me. And I kind of told her, like emailed her once, oh, I'm not really getting the houses that we had kind of talked about. And she just never changed anything. And so I was like, obviously, if you're not going to listen to me and you're trying to sell me a two acre property with a 10 year old house, like that's not my jam. So um, I distanced myself from her. And then I was looking again on Zillow and I saw another different realtor come up and recommended to me on Zillow. And I was like, okay. I'll just give this one a try. And that ended up being the realtor that we ended up using, Heather Stout. And uh, she messaged me back very quickly. And I had a house. It was the most beautiful house. It had a little creek beside it. It was about 100 years old. There was an old barn. Uh, that one was only, I think it was 35 acres, which is still a lot. It was a beautiful area. It was more up by Clarksville, though. So kind of on the, like, if you were just to go straight from Jackson, kind of up until to the right a little bit, it was on the top half of the state. And so she... Within a couple days, went down there, did a video tour of the house for me, showed it for me. We loved it. And Travis and I were like, well, let's maybe we can make a contingent offer. Well, when my realtor went to look at it, it was already pending. And it had been on the market for 100 something days. And I was like, oh, my gosh, the right there when we find something we think we like, there it is. But that's OK. So at that point in time, too, she said, OK, she was like, and I'm going to be a realtor. I'm going to be driving all over the place because 
she knew we were looking at houses all over Tennessee. Um, and she did more West Tennessee. So she said if we found something over in the Knoxville area or something else that she would find a different realtor to refer us to. But she would take most of the stuff on the West side. And so she made us sign a contract stating that we would be that she would be our exclusive realtor. and We would not contact any other realtors unless for some reason there was an issue and we felt that we needed to part ways. So um, a regular contract that most any kind of realtor is going to have you sign just so you're not playing five different realtors at the same time and wasting their time because it's a big deal when you're having someone virtually walk through all your houses and taking video tours for you. Um, so we signed that with her and she got me on a list that was actually sending me houses that Travis and I were interested in, the older the older kind of homes. Because I was on Zillow so much though, most of the homes she was sending me were ones that I had already seen because I had my stipulations placed into Zillow. So when you log into Zillow, you can go, um, oh, let me even just grab on there real quick and we will just go through this. But you can go onto Zillow into, hold on. Okay, I had to pull my Zillow. So you go into filter and I always put the price range about 50 grand more than what we wanted to spend because I felt like, oh, there's a range and you may, depending on the market or the house, you may be able to talk someone down a little bit. I didn't really put the bedrooms or the bathrooms and a number of those just because a lot of times I'll consider something a bedroom that doesn't have a closet so they can't list it as a bedroom. So I feel like it kind of chops out some of your range. Um, and then I only did houses... I didn't really do lots or land, no multiple family, no apartments, no townhouses, condos or manufactured. It was just houses. And I wanted to make sure that I had no HOA. That was not something I wanted to do. I didn't care about parking spots, garage, um, square feet. I don't know. I didn't really put that in there either because I feel like a lot of times with our house, it was actually listed at less square feet than it really does have because there was an addition added on. They didn't factor that in to the original Zillow listing. So that's something that... I wouldn't really worry about. Now, lot land, that is where I really did worry about it. If you go up, it goes from um, 7,500 square feet to a quarter of an acre up from that to up to 100 acres. And so I I put five acres in because you might get a property that's 9.5 acres. But if you put the 10 acre um, lot size in, it won't show you that because that's below 10. It's 9.5. So I always did the five acre just in case there was something that's 7.5 or eight acres where I was like, ah, that's still a good chunk of property and it's aligned enough that even though it's less than what I initially wanted it could still be usable for us and you have to look to around you like is are you located a lot of the properties we were looking at were like an older home on 10 acres but you looked and you were on the edge of town like literally there was a few of them that had a neighborhood on the side of the property like houses just parked right there and there's definitely no way I would want to have pasture with cows and stuff in it with a bunch of houses where you don't know if someone's going to get you know drunk one day and chuck something over the fence that could be poisonous to your cow or if someone wants to pet it and then I mean it's just it's it's weird. I don't, I didn't move to, to the country to be right next to the city. So, um, the lot size I did five acres plus, and I did no max. Um, cause I didn't really care about that year built. So you can put a minimum and a max. And so I put that, <laughs> that it had to be at least, I think, I mean, I would change and mess with these filters a little bit but my thing was I think like 75 years or older and I didn't and so I just put that in so 75 years or older sometimes I bump it down to 60 years or older and I would just kind of see what popped up 
And then I didn't care about basements, other amenities, views, days on sales, any of that. I didn't even put in keywords really. It was mostly like lot size, year build. That was what I cared about. And so then I would just save my search and I would pop on every now and then and check it out. And so in that search, this house that we're that we currently bought, that house popped up in the search. And Travis and I were like, oh my gosh, this house is gorgeous. But at that point in time, the house was $50,000 more than what we purchased it at. And so that was just, that was one of those, we had a cutoff where we're like, we can go this high on price, but we are not going to go any higher than that. And so this house was chopped out as far as there was just, and we didn't think they would come down 50 grand. I mean, you can get someone to come down a little bit, but in the market and how it is right now, tell, asking someone to drop 50 grand, I mean, you can try it. Your odds of getting them to do that are not very high. So um, so we're like, oh, it looked like a really cool house on 120 acres. How crazy is that? Not in our budget. Well, she was sending us houses and um, she just said that for what we wanted, because it's an older home, she was like, there is a pretty big market for older houses and they go pretty quickly because a lot of people either don't want to sell them they've been in the family for a long time or people are buying them and fixing them up because they want an older farmhouse very similar to us character and so they just don't pop on as much and when they pop on they're gone pretty quickly and so she was like you just really have to be on it and I would look usually the weekends Wednesdays through Sundays were the times where when I went on Zillow, I would see the most new houses pop up. Um, and then the the beginning of the week was what was relatively quiet. So I was looking at the houses and then I got an email from our realtor, Heather, and this house was on it. And she was like, this has been sitting on my desk. And I was honestly considering this for um, a, what you say, an investment property for herself. She was like, but is it something that you'd be interested in? Well, when I clicked on it and opened it up, they had dropped it $50,000. And Travis had also looked at that and thought it was so cool. And so I showed him the house and I was like, I was like, Travis, I said, this house, which we thought was unobtainable, is now less than, I mean, they dropped it. And it was still even dropped. It was on the cusp of what we wanted to spend because we were hoping to come in with full cash or mo- or at least half down, which we were able to do with this house um, and save up enough or and keep a chunk aside to be able to do repairs because we knew with an older farmhouse you're not going to walk in and it's going to be just like living ready and so um and so we told her we said well our house isn't even listed yet this was the very very beginning of february and i said our house isn't even listed yet um we have a realtor we want to list with but we had talked with her and we had decided to list in march early march and um, that gave us another month. And she's like, well, she said, we'll just put, let's make an offer. She's like, let's write up an offer for this property and say, would you, would you have it? Could you give it to them contingent on them selling and listing their house March 7th? And I was like, can you do that? Cool. Because the house, the house that we're in right now currently had renters in it at that point in time. So I was like, maybe that would work out perfect for them because they would have time to get the renters out, clean the place up, and then um, we can move in. So we wrote up the offer for the exact amount that it was listed on, um, that it was listed for, and we sent it to them. And Travis and I are just like, oh my gosh, did we really just do this? We had looked at several other houses and had a few other walkthroughs, but none of them besides that first initial one that was pending were we super in love with. But this house, we were pretty in love with. There, um, there was, we did a, a virtual walkthrough of this one too, and there was, a, they didn't show a bunch of the, they didn't show anything of the outside. They didn't show the shop. They just showed 
walking through the kitchen, what we consider the homeschool room, upstairs in the kids' rooms, and it looked sketch. And the renters that were in here before were, um, they had boxes and just stuff all over the place. I would say borderline hoarders. Uh, they just, they had a lot of clutter. And so it was very hard to picture, you know, when you're looking at it and there's just boxes piled to the ceiling. You're just like, hmm. Um, but it was enough to, it was enough that we made an offer on it. Um, and so we waited for a day and we got back an offer. We got it back. What's it called? A, um, well, it was their proposal to our proposal, I guess. And what it said was that they would take our offer contingent with us listing our house within five days and having it sold with an offer on it within 10 days. So from receiving their response back, we would have 15 days to list and sell our house in early February when initially we weren't going to do it for another month. Um, so we kind of freaked out, but then we were like, well, if we we knew our house would sell, it was just way quicker than we had anticipated. I think we wanted some more emotional time to prep for this. Like even though we knew it was coming, the fact that we knew it was March was like, OK, we can emotionally prep and get excited and just kind of be scared and feel all the emotions and still know it's like not for another month. Well, when now it goes from that to, oh, you have to list within five days. I called our realtor and I asked her, I said, is this even a possibility? Could we list? in five days like is that something that could happen and she was like hold on she was like I really want to get my best um photographer and videographer to come in and do your house let me see if they can come in and do that within five days she was like she's like I'll call you back <laughs> and so we were like okay um and so she called me back and she was like they're actually taking off on vacation but they're able to come in and they're going to do it for you the day before they have they go on vacation and um have it back to me within a few hours which was amazing and so she was like, do this, do this, do this. And then she came to my house and she was like, get this furniture out of the house, get this furniture out of the house. We can't have this for furniture. It's basically like staging our house. Um, and so we staged, so we took a huge load of stuff and we were trying to find a storage unit, but the storage units right now are super full and they take four, like it it's weeks before you can actually usually get into one. And so Travis's dad has this huge garage in the back of his house. So we literally took all of our stuff. Well, not all, a ton. I mean, we had at least five to seven big pieces of furniture that we moved out of the house, pro probably even more than that. And we moved them all into Travis's dad's garage in his backyard. I painted. I was up till midnight. I painted Evelyn's room. I was touching up baseboards. I was packaging things, moving things around, clearing stuff off. I mean, it was absolute madness but we listed that dang house we were actually supposed to list it on monday it was super bowl weekend whenever that was and we were supposed to list the monday after that and what happened was our realtor was like she got all the information and everything back from the videographer and the video the photographer on friday and she was like we need to list today she said it's not the best to list on mondays we need to list on the weekend and so we had our house, I think, listed within three days of the contract, of them sending our contract saying we need to list our house. So we listed it Friday. Within 10 to 12 minutes, we had several people who wanted to come and look at it. And uh, long story short, Saturday by noon, we had an offer. The first people who had walked through our house made us an offer and said, 
we want your house. What is it going to take to not have you show it to anybody else? Like how much above your listing price do you want to go? And, um, and so my realtor went back and forth with their realtor and with them and they actually offered us and we got 40 grand over our listing price for our house. Um, and so we were like, okay, cool, sure, we'll take it. And so we took that offer. There was a few other people that came as well, but like their offer was the best. So we took that offer. Um, and so how it works is depending on what your house appraised for, I, this is such a hard thing to get it. I don't even know if I should, but so to get cash over what the bank would loan for the house. So what they, we listed our house for, um, 600,000. There it is. I just said it out loud. Um, we listed our house for 600,000 and they made an offer for 640,000. And the offer was that even if the house only appraised for 600,000, we will still give you 40,000 cash over the appraisal. If the house appraises for 640, we're still at 640. We're not going to give you any more than that. Um, we're just willing to come up over what the bank says, you know, by however much capping at 640, if that makes any kind of sense. So uh, that was what we decided to do. And um, so, yeah, so we sold our house. I don't know if I should have put the price out here, but I guess it is what it is. And that wasn't anywhere near what we paid for the house because we were broke. And the house, again, was a rental and needed a lot of work. But we put our blood, sweat, and tears into that house for four years. And we fixed it up and we babied it and we loved on it. And I guess this just kind of goes to show you that be be the smart person. Buy the crappy house in the good neighborhood. Look around, search, have your eyes out because you can do this too. Like we're not special. We we're not like extra. I just love to research. I just love to be to check things out and to find a good deal. And so that's what we did with this house. And we were able to take that and then turn it into this house. So we were able to send our realtor the information that the house had listed on time, that the house had a contingent offer on it or had an offer on it and that our contingent offer was good for our house here. Now, our house here, I should I'm going to this is I'm going to have to stop pretty soon. I'll have to start up again next week, but our house here, we bought as is. So what that means is there's nothing that they, they're not going to change anything if we're like, oh, look, the roof needs fixed or, oh, look, the floors need redone or anything like that. Look, the foundation needs fixed. It doesn't matter. The house is as is. You're buying it knowing that it needs work and we're not going to negotiate. We're not going to come down on price. We're not going to do anything. You buy it as is or you go away. And so with buying as is, you do have you do still um, have the option to back out if you have a home inspection and the home inspection shows too many things to where you were worried and you've decided that it's not worth it to you and it's too much money to fix this house. So what we decided to do was once our house was packaged up and everything and we knew it was happening we scheduled the appointment to have the appraisal on this house here and with the appraisal Travis and I had decided we need to fly down meet or not appraisal sorry a home inspection we need to fly down and meet the home inspector here at the house walk through it with him that would be the first time we've flown down to Tennessee the first time Travis had been to Tennessee the first time we're seeing the house in person all of that when we do the home inspection and so we scheduled the home the home inspection had to be done I think within two weeks of uh, the signed contract and everything so we scheduled that out and we decided to fly across the country to look at our house that we had only ever seen on a video walkthrough and I mean, just how wild, right? I mean, I, I, I'm listening to myself say this and I'm like, you are crazy that you did that. But 
uh, it did work out. So that's exciting. So anyhow, I think we'll end that today because we're about at 30 minutes. And I usually try to keep these between 25 to 30 minutes. And next week we'll go over the next part of the story. So if you guys have questions or if I've skipped something that you feel like you really wanted an answer to, definitely message me, reach out to me um, through Instagram. Instagram stories is a great place that I'm always at, Aaron underscore Whalen underscore online. You can find me there. And I would just love to make sure that I'm hitting all the points all of you guys want to know um, the questions that you have for this podcast. Um, So other than that, I guess I will see you guys next week. Thanks for being patient for this episode to go out. And I will talk to you then. Bye.